We all need someone we can turn to for a bit of advice and support every now and then, and village halls are no exception. Hi everyone, I'm Johnny Thompson and welcome to the Village Halls podcast sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of village hall insurance and the home of Village God. Running a village hall is never easy and having someone local that trustees can turn to for a bit of guidance or assistance can be a big help. Throughout the country, there are many local development agencies and charities that employ village halls advisors, and I'm delighted to be joined by one today. Janet Clark is Senior Rural Officer and Community Facilities Advisor for YMCA Lincolnshire. And today we're going to be talking about how she works with halls in her area, and also some of the issues and challenges that village halls are currently facing. Hi Janet, thank you very much for coming on the show. Good morning, Johnny. Nice to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, before we begin, tell me a little bit about YMCA Lincolnshire, Janet, and how you came to work there. Okay, well, I have worked within the voluntary and community sector for over 20 years, and 20 years of that time has actually been at what was formerly Community Links and is now part of YMCA Lincolnshire. We merged uh, with YMCA Lincolnshire in October 2019, so not long before the dreaded COVID struck. Uh, And the reason for that merger was to provide some future sustainability for the work of Community Links. So we are now part of the YMCA charity. Community Links doesn't exist, but we make up the communities team and are still based in Sleaford, where we've always been, and continue the valuable work that we've been delivering. And amongst that work is the Village Hall Advisory Service. I've only been the Village Hall Advisor since April 2021, when I took over from Samantha Smith, who many halls in Lincolnshire will know of. Uh, Samantha provided such a lot of support and advice uh, and had tremendous knowledge over a period of about 13 years. So it was big shoes to fill when I took over that role, although I'd sat opposite Sam for a long time. So I was aware of the work and I had some of the sort of transferable skills, for example, funding to to bring to to that role. So, yeah, I uh, have been here since um, 2002. Um, In August, it will be my 20th year with the organisation. Fantastic. And, and YMCA Lincolnshire is part of the Acre Network in, in England, right? With it Acre is. being Acre's action with communities in rural England. That, so basically, right. you're, you're not the only village hall advisor around, are you? Not at all, no. Um, so YMCA Lincolnshire took over that membership when yeah. Community Links finished. And yeah, Acre provide a lot of information and advice and obviously are there to advocate very strongly on behalf of rural communities. And one of their sort of main projects is the Village Hall Advisory Network. So there are one of me in every county. And as many people will know, Acre have provided a lot of really useful information for halls 
during the pandemic that we as the local advisor have disseminated out to our halls across the county. And it, it's worth mentioning as well that there are equivalent rules in part of Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland as well. So it's really great that village church and community halls have someone that they can turn to for support, isn't it, Janet? Absolutely, yes. I mean, running a village hall uh, as a charity is a massive undertaking. Um, We all know what it's like trying to maintain our own homes, let alone maintaining a building and ensuring that building is fit for purpose, is well used and is sustainable and complies with charity law can be uh, really, really difficult. And the halls across Lincolnshire are all very, very different. We've got very small, tiny halls that have been there since probably the early 20th century up to brand new, spanking brand new halls that have um, you know, new facilities and yeah. access funding not that long ago. Got one, for example, that is a listed building and mm-hmm. Grade 2 listed, and it actually has a house adjoined to either side of it. So that is really unusual. Yeah, there's so much variety, oh, isn't absolutely. there? absolutely. And the challenges can be quite different from hall to hall. Yeah. So, so what does your role involve, Janet? What's the... What's a typical day look like? And no doubt you're going to tell me straight away that there's no such thing as a typical day. There isn't really any such thing as a typical day. And I'm not just the village hall advisor. I I have other projects that I uh, deliver on behalf of YMCA Lincolnshire. But I would say probably currently halls um, takes up a lot, uh, most of my time. So um, uh, my role is to support the management trustees of a village hall. So that can be anything from governance concerns or you know charity law concerns right down to how do how often do i have to uh, have my fire extinguisher checked yeah. so if the the range is massive it's anything to do with a hall and obviously funding as well comes into into that so i get lots and lots of inquiries on a regular basis from halls asking you know those type of questions, really. And as I say, the range is vast. Uh, and of course, I can't be an expert on everything, but I have the wonderful backup of the ACA network, all those other advisors, and all the information sheets that ACA provide for me to use to support my my uh, village halls across, across Lincolnshire. So, I do visit halls as well. Uh, I've got meetings set up. I was at a meeting last week with a hall that really needs to look at how it can become sustainable, move into the 21st century. But it's got a lot of hurdles to cross. It's very small. So what it's able to put on is limited. It doesn't have an accessible car park. Uh, The building needs a lot of work. So... There's lots of advice and support to give to someone like that. And it can be that or it can just be, you know, someone asked me for an information sheet on safeguarding, for example. Could I send an updated uh, information sheet on safeguarding? So that can be something very light touch up to, you know, maybe having to visit halls on two or three or four occasions to provide that ongoing support that they might need. Sounds like a very rewarding. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, we're also there as representatives, so we represent the halls across mm-hmm. 
across the county at, you know, funding advisors meetings, meetings with other agencies, county council, well-being team. I mean, for example, at the moment, I've had several halls contact me asking about the role that they could fulfill with the Ukrainian refugees. Yeah. So we're looking at working with the voluntary sector to provide contact details for village halls, should that be something that Ukrainian refugees want. I mean, there could be a valuable role there, as, as a management committee said to me. You know, we could host... Ukrainian refugees that are living in the local community that maybe want to you know, want to get together. They could get together in our hall. They could cook a traditional meal. We could maybe put on um, additional information and services for them. So halls very much are a focal point in, in rural communities and have yeah. the opportunity to fulfil a lot of roles, really. Yeah, really vital to, to small village communities. And as you say, always there to step up to the plate. As, as different exactly. as different issues and yeah. different situations emerge if you look back in history that's the way that's the way it's always been we report back to defra as well through um acre about the work that we're doing so it keeps halls very much on the agenda and yeah. defra provides some funding to enable us to carry out the work that we do because there isn't any other funding for village hall advisors at the moment other than the, the small amount that we get from the defra funding through acre now, I understand you've, I mean, you mentioned there that you've just been recently visited a hall and you've also recently been attending local network meetings involving village halls. So I imagine that must have re- revealed quite a few <laughs> interesting yeah, issues. Yeah. What are what are the kind of hot topics, Janet, that you find are facing village halls right now? The lack of volunteers, so people that will join management committees, uh, yeah. is probably the biggest one, the concern that the age profile of management committees are people that perhaps are reaching retirement age or have reached retirement age, have been on the committee for a long time and are thinking that they would, they really want to be able to pass on some of that responsibility to others and how they can do that so that that's certainly one of the things sort of the the committees and looking at attracting volunteers that are feel that it's something that interests them and that that they could do and the other one is really providing a venue that's attractive to the local people so that when you put on events people want to come so that can really vary some halls seem to do very well and have you know a lot of regular bookings and whenever they put on fundraising activities they're well supported others really struggle so there there isn't a there is never a magic solution to that but I think you know volunteers and local community supporting the halls are the biggest two factors for halls at the moment with funding you know accessing funding particularly large amounts coming in a very close third it's interesting that what you say about getting getting people to 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 sign up as trustees and so on i mean it's a problem that employers even are facing across the the country right now around recruitment and and so on it's having that continuity as, as you've said where where do you see that the trustees of the future may come from well, they've got to come really from the sort of the next generation 
really, yeah. uh, you know, people in work. And it's how you encourage people to do that. I think often or sometimes halls can get them, find themselves in a situation where they're close to closure because they can't find the trustees. And then maybe it's a bit of a, a panic mode to try and get people involved, yeah. whereas maybe one hall said to me, oh, we did a, we've done a bit of a recruitment campaign. And what we've done is we've just opened the hall up and had some evening sessions and invited people to come and see what we as a management committee do and to give a positive overview of, you know, this is why I've been a trustee. You know, it, it's, it's enabled me to obviously do something for my local community. I've made new friends. I know more about the village. Uh, and look at it from that aspect, that the positivity. Uh, and there's one whole a very good example where they were literally down to two members and they did something. They did something like that. They didn't panic and send out a sort of, you know, the hall's going to shut yeah. uh, if you don't come on board. <clears throat> they did a sort of evening and put on a few drinks and nibbles, got people in that way and managed to get some people to volunteer, just initially to volunteer on to the management committee. And one gentleman who was at the cluster, he said, I, I joined, he said, I used to live in the community and I moved away. And when I came back, I thought, well, this is a fantastic building. It served a lot. You know, I remember going to lots of parties and all sorts of activities and it would be shame to lose it. So he said, I joined just as a committee member. He said, within a few months, I was treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> but he hadn't joined with that intention. And I yeah. think you can. It can be very daunting for people. And I fully understand why people think, gosh, you know, it could be a lot of work. Do I really want to take on the secretariat role? Do I really want to be a treasurer? So it can be really difficult. And I think, you know, where halls can work together as a management committee and say, well, we're all here to support one another, then maybe that becomes more attractive but we're all, like, we're all busy, aren't we, Johnny? You know, we lead busy lives. Absolutely. And I think, you know, our, our lifestyles are very, very different from what they were you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, you know, with, when you've got young families and you're maybe having transport children to school and you get involved in the activities that they're involved with and they're not at, at schools in the village, they're further away. So yeah. people's social time is much less than it used to be. Yeah, and there are other almost competing factors, isn't it, that people turn their attention to. And I guess it's interesting what you said about your halls reaching out to the community to, 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 to recruit and to find trustees. And, and what I've noticed, many of the successful halls tend to reach out in a similar way to to discover what the needs of yeah. of the local community are as well. And I, I guess that in many ways could solve the same problem because if if you can attract younger people for example if you can if you can offer services and, and and facilities that meet meet their needs then i guess that potentially would provide the the, the next generation of um, of people to run the halls as well engagement is really really important and i think it can be very difficult for hall committees because they're so busy on what they're doing they don't always shout loud enough about what they're doing and their yep. achievements. So, yeah, again, at one of the cluster meetings, a hall said to us, well, what we did this time, we put on an event and we actually said on all the information that they sort of did to promote it, this event has been put on by the management committee of such and such a hall. We raised funds 
through this way to, to put on this event. And what we're hoping to do with the money raised from the event that we're putting on is, and they also made sure that during the event, they kept people abreast of, of that as well and thanked everybody for coming and said, you know, we have now raised and this is what we're going to do. So that keeps people involved because I think, you know, as someone that just attends something, you just turn up, don't you? You don't think about what's gone on behind the scenes to no. put that on or, you know, who's been involved, all the hard work. And, yeah, I think it's where communities can, or where villagers can do that, maybe that helps too. And like yeah. you said, finding out the needs is really important anyway. It's a, a biggie in terms of, you know, if you're going to be fundraising, you need to have evidence of what the need is in the, the local community. So, you know, you can you can – dot a lot of I's and cross a lot of T's if you do that regular sort of engagement type activity, either through, you know, questionnaires or events and listening to what yeah. people are saying to you. Uh, but you always need the advisors, you know, halls, people will often say what they'd like to see. But then as halls have said to me, but when you turn around and say, well, are you willing to volunteer to help to put that on? Quite often it's, oh, no, I can't do that. So they're, they're the challenges, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And the funding, which is the third point that you yeah. mentioned as well, is, 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 well, it's the one that's always there, isn't it? And I, I, I guess this is an area that you, you and, and, and your network of fellow Village Hall uh, advisors really can offer a lot of support with as well. We do. Uh, and we're not the only organisation that can offer the funding ex, you know, expertise. I, I say to Halls, Grab all the expertise and support that you can because obviously we have the, the CVS, Council for Voluntary Service Network in Lincolnshire. So we have Lincolnshire CVS and we have the VCSs, which cover West Lindsay, Lincoln City and North Stephen. And they put on funding ready programmes. And during our round of cluster meetings, we spoke about that and gave all the contacts for people to go on and perhaps look at doing a, a funding-ready program, which is what it says. It will support you to be funding-ready to apply for, for funding. Because uh, that's often the thing. It's knowing what you need to have in place and putting the right words on an application. We provide that support too, but there is an actual program that people can do. So it's about us in the voluntary sector working together to support the management committees of halls, uh, which is what we yeah, we definitely trying to do. And funding, there is funding out there. What there's a lack of is large amounts of money in one pot. So yep. it's much more challenging for halls if they're wanting to apply for thousands of pounds. It's not so easy. Uh, and lottery funding is obviously very competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, when lottery funding started back in the late 1990s we were all wanting thinking we could be millionaires so everybody sort of bought a lottery ticket and yeah. people continued and now not so many people buy them so there isn't so much money and with you know the financial situation that we're facing in this country at the moment it could be that there are even less lottery tickets purchased which means there's even less money and although there are other funders out there uh, lottery has always been quite a 
bread and butter for halls, particularly where there's large refurbishment projects or even new halls have been funded from lottery money. Um, there's very little of that available now. So I guess the key is to evolve, isn't it? That, that, that's that's in essence what what's needed and, and being able to turn to, to people like you to pick up on ideas. You know, this idea of, of networking, as, as you mentioned, you know, you're bringing halls together and all meeting together at the same time is a great way, isn't it, of getting that communication? Oh, because it can, it can be a very lonely place running yeah. a village hall in isolation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we facilitate that. And actually, the best advice and support always comes from other halls doing exactly the same as you. They're the ones that know what it's like on a day-to-day basis. You know, I'm, I'm paid to do a job. And yes, I have a lot of resources at my fingertips, but I don't have that day-to-day knowledge of, you know, running a hall. So it's great when you put on these networking events and people are asking each other, you know, for ideas on, on what they can do. I mean, I know from my last cluster meeting which was in Hutoft last Thursday night Uh, one hall is now coming to visit Hutoft Hall uh, to talk to them about how they access some certain certain funding so that's good isn't it that's the type of thing that oh we've made an appointment we're coming across to to speak to the hall separately because we like what they've done here so you know if you can do that 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 is excellent really um, and, yeah you find people chatting and, and talking about what they've done you know how maybe they've recruited as I've said that's come out of some of the meetings what, what people have done and we've had big discussions about what can halls do to be the, the sort of attractive to people moving forward you know have they got a yes there are still some of the traditional things that halls are known for you know the the parties, the family celebrations, weddings, you know, funerals, mm. uh, all those sort of things. Halls are still really well used. And some of the traditional sort of activities, you know, quid, quizzes, bingos, things like that still happen in halls. But what else can they provide? You know, yeah. can they be a hub for information? Can they offer support for people that are lonely? Loneliness is one of the biggest sort of single concerns in our society at the moment and that's not just loneliness in older people that are maybe living on their own we know that a lot of young people also experience loneliness you know what can halls do to work with the agencies to perhaps perhaps provide a facility where some services or activities can be put on to support that so it's linking yeah it's linking things like that up really wonderful Jenna, thank you so much for your time today. It's um, it's been really interesting finding out what you do and and, and uh, what others in the in the network do as well, and uh, also what things are, are are like out there, out and about in rural communities right now. It's it's difficult, but we've we've got to stay positive, haven't we? As well, about- oh, absolutely. And I think I'm just going to add. I mean, a lot of halls have said. In some ways, the pandemic provided them with income because most of them received funding, uh, government COVID grants. And, you know, one of them said, 
I can't believe, you know, we got this money. But actually, it was so well needed because we've got a lot of work we need to do maintenance-wise on our home, mm. and it's provided us with some sustainability. We can use this money wisely to improve the facilities, uh, and we can concentrate our efforts rather than having to find the funding on, you know, running an effective hall, putting on uh, activities and services and promoting, you know, what our hall is able to offer. And if, if anyone out there, Janet, wants to get in touch with their local village hall advisor, yes. if, if they have one, and, and, and you said that pretty much England certainly um, is pretty they much do. covered, isn't it, each yeah. county, where, where should they start? If they want to find who their village hall advisor is for their county, the best place to start is on the ACRE website where yeah. you can find your local village hall advisor's contact details. Okay. So we'll, we'll, I'll make sure that there's a link to that specific page with the with this uh, episode yeah. to direct people there. And in, in Scotland and other parts of the UK, the, the, the local authority is often a great place to start, uh, I understand. And, and, and there's, there's things like the Scottish Council for Voluntary Organisations, SCVO, for example. Um, so I'll provide some links for those as well. But uh, thanks again, Janet. Uh, it's been it's been great having you on. And by the way, there's there's something you may want to tell your village halls about. By the way, <laughs> um, it's our wonderful villages awards, and there's five awards altogether, including things like project of the year and a young persons award, with each winning one thousand pound for the local village church or community hall. So if you could spread the word around on that one. <laughs> is there, that have you great, got a link it? for that? Yeah, um, there's more information about the awards on, on our website at the villagehallspodcast.com. And um, actually what we're going to be doing, Jan, over the next few weeks is sending out some information to, to village halls advisors across oh, the country. Yeah. So I've got a newsletter. When's, when are the awards taking place, Johnny? The, the awards are live now, right, and okay. uh, but they're, they're running right the way through to the end of October. Oh, so there's, there's I still... can get stuff on our blog and out through the newsletter. Yeah, so yeah there's still, still plenty of time with that. So, okay. um, yeah, we'll be contacting uh, the various village halls advisors with you know a flyer and things like that that can can be brilliant. passed around yeah, on that yeah but yeah okay. yeah so it'd be great to have your support on that. yeah really no problem it. at all and uh that's all for this episode many thanks to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider allied westminster for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com and to online book and system provider hallmaster who also sponsor our podcast and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again soon with another episode. So if you haven't already, visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. But until the next time, goodbye for now.